0: If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. It is a great honor to once again welcome back to the program, someone who I consider to be a friend, mentor, a visionary. He is one of the most passionate advocates of freedom out there, and I'm very thankful he's in our corner his name is Mr. Gerald Salente, and he's the publisher of the Trans Journal. A little more about him by going to his website at transjournal.com. Gerald, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Okay, I'll be real fast. I never really addressed this, but the fact that you put together a 136-page magazine, sometimes 190 pages, like full magazine every week, it is thoroughly researched, like spread. It's incredible. I that is the, would take the work of 100 people, yet you do it. You're providing a lot of insight. So I just want to commend you for doing that. It's I really amazing. It. Uh, the first, thing I want to bring your attention, Gerald. Is that you know you've been really out there talking about how there's kind of a lack of peace or a peace movement. Where do you foresee things going right now, at least next year or so? Do you think that there is anything pretty much stopping the world from you know, collapsing into a global world war situation?
1: Not unless if there it will. World War III has already begun. You go look at our cover of the Trends Journal on February 22nd, two days before Russia invaded Ukraine. The headline, COVID war, to Ukraine war, to world war, with a nuclear explosion behind it. We're totally against Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and we totally understand why they did it. You go back to your Trends Journal (laughs) in 2014, it used to be a quarterly, now it's a weekly, the spring edition, an article written by Paul Craig Roberts, Reagan's former assistant treasury secretary, how the United States is leading the world to war when they overthrew the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych in Ukraine. People have no idea the facts. The deal made between Gorbachev and Bush Sr. and Reagan that when the Soviet Union broke up, quote, NATO would not move one inch further. There were 16 of them then. Now it's 30. So if we had the Russians up in Canada aiming missiles at us and the Chinese down in Mexico aiming missiles at us, we'd really be happy. And then after the, when the Ukraine war ended and the Minsk agreement, the regions that were Russian we're going to be a separate area, not a separate nation, but a separate area. And they violated that. Ukraine violated, killed over 15,000 people in the Donbass region. That never makes the news. And so we understand the whys. For America to be in NATO, to be involved in this war makes absolutely no sense. It's been going on for three centuries. Once upon a time, there was a woman by the name of Catherine the Great and the Ukrainians hated her. They ripped down a statue because she didn't like Ukrainians, they say. You mean from 1750 she was out there? Just been going back and forth since 1750? Oh, now we got to get involved with the uh, Chinese uh, in Taiwan. What does that go back to the, the Ming Dynasty? I mean, what is this crap? It's not my war. It's a border war between these people. It has nothing to do with threatening the United States or NATO, but yet they're ramping it up. And you got that little piece of garbage, arrogant craphead over there in NATO that Stoltenberg or Sluttenberg is better than a name, just ramping it up to the point where more weapons, more weapons. We're going to do everything we can to defeat Russia. You're at war with Russia. This isn't a proxy war. You're at war. Hey, Ryan. Give me some guns and a a hand grenade. I want to go kill the guy across the street. You give them to me, you're an accessory to the crime. This isn't a proxy war. And now you keep hearing more and more about the threats of nuclear war. What people have to get in their mind is that the people running and ruining our lives are mentally deranged. End of story.
0: Gerald, I find it really just bizarre that, you know, you've been doing that, you've been advocating for peace for so long. And I can't for the life of me understand why more people wouldn't want to embrace that because if you can think about it this way. And logically speaking, peace is when maybe you have people you don't agree with. Maybe there are people you don't want to be friends with, but you, you don't go to try to kill each other. Oh. And not alone, let alone this, it's like they're dragging us into a nuclear war. Like I don't understand why more, more people are not there standing up. You know, they, they, I remember like maybe years ago, they would have various movements that were effective. Do you think at this point that the counter resistance has become less effective that it is um, in some way, shape or form? It is only a handful of people that are really pushing back or is, is, you know, uh, mass resistance is that dead at this point against uh, any kind of uh, nuclear war at this point?
1: If the people don't unite, you know, they asked asked, um, Einstein, a cat that knew a thing or two about the atomic bomb. What kind of weapons will be used to fight the third world war? He said, I don't know. But they'll be using sticks and stones to fight the fourth. And so why aren't people fighting? Because they're cowards. They're gutless little cowards. Look at all the little stupid people that believe this crap spewing out of the mouth of little arrogant boys like Andy Cuomo, a daddy's boy, a little arrogant Gavin Newsom, a witless Whitmer, a DeWine in Ohio, a little freaking jerk one after another put on that mask close down your business i'll tell you when you could open it up don't you know who i am you're a nobody i'm in charge yes sir yes sir and they closed down their businesses got vaxxed operation warp speed yeah, brought to you by Trump, all the Trump lovers. Uh, I mean, Trump, Trump launched, launched a state of emergency on March 13th, 2020, Black Friday. No, no, that's not racist. That's what he used to call it. Yeah, Because I'll I really be stupid about it, you know? Because you can't say anything. You can't say misunderstanding anymore. You got to say Mr. Understanding or gender understanding. And was somebody moronic. And that's what I'm saying. The whole thing's turned into a moron scam. And, they, and the people are gutless, cowardly little boys and girls.
0: I'll agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're gutless. They, they don't stand up. I mean, I remember when we interviewed you in 2020, when everything was beginning with uh, COVID and you called it out. You, you were the loudest advocate. You were just, you were saying it for what it was from the beginning. And if you look at your predictions and what you had said back in 2020, all of them have come true. It's it's People who were aware and that were fighting back then, I think they've been completely vindicated. And uh, it's just it's not a
1: question of vindication; it's a question of you know had they robbed, they sucked the joy out of life. The damage that's been done by the COVID war globally is incalculable. It has destroyed the lives and livelihoods of billions. Over in Italy, the first country to follow the communist way locking down after China did. Over 100,000 small and medium-sized businesses going out of business. 30% of the dry cleaners in the United States dried out, gone. Office occupancy rate, around 50%. All the businesses that depended on commuters, no more happy hours, Hey, how about taking a ride on the New York subway, huh? A night in Calcutta. Yeah. Yeah. And I warned this. I said, when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. You look at the pictures, people walking down the street, guys going up and, you know, slamming in the back of the head, guy eating pizza down on 10th Avenue, Guy walking down the street picks up a chair and bangs him over the head, shooting people in the streets. It's out of control. Oh, but let's send more money to keep the Ukraine war going. I know.
0: It's ridiculous. That's why I always wonder. I mean, at this point, you know, I've always loved going through the Trends uh, Journal. I read it all the time, and you really tap into a lot of social trends and technological trends. And one of the things I noticed that done is pretty disturbing is that, okay, all these people out there saying, well, we need to, you know, make the environment a top priority and they want to do this thing called green energy and they want to do something that will reduce, you know, carbon and all this other stuff. So I guess, you know, theoretically speaking their intention is to, you know, help the earth, but in practice, a lot of these technologies that are out there, they cannot replace fossil fuels in any capacity. There's no way you can shift and say, look, we're, you know, we're going to go from gasoline and oil to wind and solar. And you expect the same kind of output based on the trends that you are seeing right now, do you foresee in the long-term future a lot of countries completely collapsing because they cannot produce energy meeting with their demands? Or do you think that they're actually going to be able to be successful, transition to a green energy type platform, but just have a lot less production because they are not able to meet the demand?
1: If the United States, we spent, depending on whose numbers you look at, between four to eight trillion dollars in fighting the Iraq and Afghan war. And the hypocrisy, by the way, of calling out Russia when America slaughtered millions of people and destroyed countries all over the world in the name of freedom and democracy and lost every war since World War II. And I got these clown generals and ex-generals telling me what the future is going to be. If we spent that money on an alternative energy, we'd have it. It's as simple as that. If you spend $8 trillion in trying to find a real... Clean energy, it could happen. No, it's going to be a while because the, the wind and the solar are limited, and the, the moronic stuff about these electric batteries, electric cars, and batteries are an eighteen hundred invention. And what do you do with all the filth from them? And how do you ref, how do you refuel them? You know, and so when you're looking at the data, the cost, and everything, yeah, they're not the answer. They're far from it. But you know, the stupidity again now we're talking about climate change what a big issue it is. But nuclear war is not a big issue. Climate yeah. change is a big issue. Nuclear war f- and by the other way, where are all these religions? Where are the Catholics? Where are the Jews? Where are the Protestants? Hey, where are all you Episcopalians? Where are all you Baptists? Hey, how about the Lutherans? What about the uh, Mormons? Hey, how about the Seventh-day Adventists? That's
0: an excellent point, Gerald. I mean, they should be out not, there. Not,
1: not the- a peep about peace from them.
0: No, no, none. And uh, they were some of the same people that didn't speak out when they had all these ridiculous lockdowns so i wonder if people's i mean my i never really had a lot of faith in a lot of these institutions but whatever faith was there's completely shattered i almost feel it's up to you know individuals and having faith in their smaller communities finding people they can relate to because collectively speaking i don't know I, i just feel like it's just gone and maybe people are going along with it you know you have this uh Mr. article on this issue of the French Journal because a lot of people have been talking about cryptocurrencies and some people got into it. And, they, you know, the cryptocurrencies that went really high, Bitcoin one point was four dollars. And then it became, you know, 60000 But uh, some people i have been saying that, okay, well, Bitcoin, so there's other ones, they're going to continue to drop the privacy coins where people can use it as a means of exchange and be undetected. They said those are really going to continue to increase, especially if they come out with a digital dollar. From your perspective, do you think that the digital dollar is something that's going to completely um, take off, become mainstream? And at the same time, do you also think that cryptocurrencies are dead or do you think that privacy coins could be the new wave of the future as a way of subverting or getting around a digital dollar.
1: Yes, I think there will be a way of getting around it. But here's, what, here's the deal. They're going to come up with a... Uh, all, of the, all of the countries are going to come up with digital currencies. Okay. So they know... every We did this article in the Trends Journal back two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. And we said they're going to go from dirty cash to digital trash. So when you go digital, they know every penny you spent, where you spent it, what you spent it on, so they could get their tax money and have all the information they want about you. And when they do that, they're going to do everything they can to kill the other currencies, the other cryptocurrencies. They don't want competition. And if you don't believe the power that they have, once upon a time, not too long ago, 1933, a guy by the name of FDR, the warmongering freak that got us into World War II. That- Internment S- camps, yep. Turn in your gold. You can't own gold. Turn it in. So they'll do the same thing. So that's how I see it. But I see it also as, you know, I would say for me, and I don't give financial advice, mm-hmm. it's, it's um, gold, silver, And
0: I like Bitcoin. Okay. Awesome. And Gerald, you know, as somebody who observes history, and by the way, I want to add one more thing to what I said earlier. The fact that it's not just the fact that you're putting out a magazine that's 131, sometimes to 190 pages with no ads that's professionally done that you could see in a magazine sent. But the fact is that you know you're putting years and years of experience in there, the fact that you spend hours of time going through things, going through news and presenting the news in a way that maybe most people cannot understand. If there are two things that the average person cannot see that it's quite obvious to you, what is that about the trends of the way the world is going at this point?
1: Again, the, the, the two most important things is that the most important one is war. One of my lines is that when all else fails, they take you to war. What followed the Great Depression? World War II. What followed the dot-com bust? The War on Terror. That little slimy nobody, little jerk of a moron, George W. Bush. His popularity rating was going way down way fast. The dot-com bust happened in March of 2020. Our Trends Journal, October 1999 dot-com bust. We said it would bust by the second quarter of 2000, and it did. The day before 9-11, the NASDAQ was down 66%. 9-11 happens. War-mongering freak. You know, they, they, they want to bring, they, they're busting uh, the chops of Alex Jones for saying that, you know, Sandy Hook never happened. How about bringing Bush and Cheney and all the liars that lied us into, into these wars on trial? Anyway, I'm going to get that guy, Osama bin Laden, dead or alive, and we're going to go into Afghanistan to get him. 88% of the Americans swallowed the crap spewing out of that moron's mouth. They created the real estate bust with the subprime mortgages, the derivative scams. Everybody forgot about the dot-com bust. They're going to do the same thing now. We are headed for the worst socioeconomic and geopolitical crisis in world history. One of the forecasts we have in the Trends Journalist Week that you're not hearing anywhere else. You're seeing the interest rate, the inflation numbers came out, coming out. The CPI just came out as higher than expected. So they're expecting the Fed to raise interest rates by another fifty to seventy-five basis points. And it's still very low by the way, even though they've raised them, considering what inflation is we believe they're only going to raise them twenty five basis points they meet on September uh, November first and second the general ele- the midterm elections are a week later from the first right the eighth they're going to make it so they not looks like they're not going to raise interest rates high so they could jack up the equity markets, because the equity markets will fly high if they say they're only raising interest rates 25 basis points. And the people hearing that the markets are going up, they're thinking, you know, everything's fine. Wall Street's fine. So I think they're going to do something like that to win the midterm elections.
0: And do you think they'll be successful? Because some people will say, well, we want this political party to go in and we want that political party to come in. And when I observe from a distance, well, it seems like well, it seems like everyone, with a handful of the exception of a handful of people, are giving more money to Ukraine. Everyone, with the exception of a handful of people, are you know voting for more regressions on civil liberties. But do you think it matters? I mean, does it really truly matter if uh, one political party gets in or not? And if so, what is your current prediction about the elections for twenty twenty two? Well, again, it, it doesn't
1: make a difference.
0: It's a crime syndicate, mm-hmm. but.
1: The other issues that you mentioned become the, the number one issue is money. As they said in the 1992, uh, when Bill Clinton was running for president, it's the economy, stupid. That's all the people are concerned about. That's the number one issue. So if the Democrats make it seem like the economy is on a bounce back, people don't have an idea what's going on in Europe with the inflation rate, you know, the, the energy prices in, in Germany at 100 yeah. 147%. They don't have a clue. It's so crazy. They, all they do is they, 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 they... Junk food, junk news. They eat the sound bite. They swallow the sound bite.
0: Well, Mr. Gerald Salente, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, you go to the website, trendsjournal.com. I highly recommend getting a subscription, reading the articles on a weekly basis. It's phenomenal. You really get a lot of great insight far beyond the economy, far beyond social trends. You also learn about technological trends and things you should be seeing in the future. Gerald, I love your passion. Thank you so much for being an advocate of peace. And it was an honor once again for you to be with us today.
1: And thank you. And thank you for all that you do. I very much appreciate it.
0: Love and beer. Take care and thank you so much for listening.